Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's it's Haley, Alex, and Luke, and uh, we, have, we have a guest star. You go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us how you met the Bible. Oh, well, um, <laughs> when I was uh, two years old, I had a coming to Christ. Um, I was uh, I was just chilling out on my nice uh, patio in Kaysville, Utah, and um, one day I just felt a burning in my bosom, you know, and that's, that's how I know that uh, Joseph Smith is my Lord and Savior. Um, and, and here we are today, you know, it's like ever since that point, I've really just been, I've fallen in love with Christ, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> was, was, was Joseph, Joseph Smith the Messiah? Um, honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> I've been to church a couple times. <laughs> but it's okay because um, I don't drink coffee and um, I don't I don't use curse words, and so my soul has been saved. And you soak. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I've only been to jail once. Um, <laughs> that's so beautiful. <laughs> but that's not why we're here today. We're here to read the Bible. We are. Bible with the boys. Bible with the boys. Okay. So uh, we're talking about the story of Cain and Abel. Um, we have just eaten the apple, uh, the first sin, which it's worth noting we discussed. The first sin was actually nudity. Um, <laughs> that was the first wrong they noticed. Yeah, it was the first sin they noticed. <laughs> I guess is probably a better way of wording it. Uh, and they have been kicked out of the garden. So now we're gonna we're gonna pick it back up. What's happening with Adam and Eve uh, in chapter four of the Bible? Do you want to read first? Or do you want me to, Alex? Um, I'll read first. Go for it. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived. And bear came, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass, that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou dost well, thou shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou dost not well, Sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. I'm wondering for future readings, with, with, with some of the old English terms, would you guys prefer if I switch those to the normal terms? No. 
I like the Thou's. Okay, okay, cool. I have all Rock the normality we need in okay. 2002's The Message. Yeah. It feels like I'm back in Shakespeare class. All right, what do you guys think? What, what do you guys think about this first little bit? I have a couple of thoughts about it. Go ahead. The... <laughs> The message has some interesting stuff for you here. Yeah. God spoke to Cain. Why this tantrum? Why this sulking? So that's kind of a funny way to... It's a little bit... It's a little bit goofy. Pretty huge. I um, wouldn't call it... Well, never mind. That's a spoiler. I'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good restraint. I'm going to be honest, I don't really understand that entire last paragraph. I don't get what's going on there. If you guys have thoughts or insight as to what any of it means. It's foreshadowing. It, it is, it, it tells me that it indicates, that God is indicating like there are other possibilities. Um, I guess I should mention that I have, for this chapter, read ahead. Well, okay, but think about it without knowing what happens mm. next. If if what he Cain has done wrong is bring a shitty offering, uh, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? So the assumption there is that bringing grain as an offering is doing what's wrong. Speaking of that, yeah. I mean, we've talked about how they seemingly have not eaten meat before this. Yeah. So now we're doing a full 180 and... The cane, the cane's offering is just all of a sudden inferior to the sheep. Yeah. Um, maybe it has to do with the fact that tilling the earth was God's punishment for oh, Adam. Yeah. And so, like, <clears throat> I know that it did say working for food, but it especially like specified in the last chapter, like tilling the earth specifically and like produce and agriculture was man's punishment. Yeah. So maybe there's like. Maybe God's still a little bit salty. <laughs> <laughs> could, could be, yeah. Well, except um, he doesn't have he doesn't use that kind of language against Abel, does he? With, but Abel's offering God likes. Well, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Does it say that explicitly yet? I don't know. That or am I? Yeah. Let's keep on reading, keep just on so reading. we have some more material. Like, well, I, I guess for, for this last last bit, it seems it seems like what it's saying is that. Cain has the potential, at least he's, he's telling Cain, you have the potential to have the same praise that I've given Abel. But if you don't do well, sin lies at the door. So it means that, I guess, I guess sin, sin is close behind. And unto you sh shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So yeah, we could, we could go down this road and say that God is implying that Cain might commit the sin of murder. And if that's the case, why is God not doing more to help Cain not do that if the sin crouching at his door is... He's aware of it. Well, well so in my Bible, if I'll read down here, and it says, so, and if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. And so I think that, at least in the way that he's speaking with, with Cain, um, it, it's saying that, okay, well, it, perhaps it's a lesson on, your, on, on the way that you should live your life, I, I guess, in a sense, where if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door and its desires for you, but you must master it. And so it's like, 
it's more so a, a way of saying, okay, well, if something is, if you're dealing with a lot of sin or it's like around you or like you're in chaos, then it's your responsibility to to take over that lest you succumb succumb to what's yeah. about to come next. I like yeah. that interpretation. Here's that is because I think you. a lot about the Bible is it has to do with lessons that can be learned because this is this is just kind of history and this is what people have looked back and the stories that they've told their children. And so when I see the Bible I think of a lot of traditional values that people have put forth for people to look upon and to gain lessons from. Yeah. And so in the Bible or it really just like in older literature, you see a lot between chaos and order and like the masculine and the feminine. And I think that you can often get that kind of information out of the Bible. And so when I, when you look at that last part, I think that kind of says that really well. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it also gives an indi- in mine it gives a pretty clear indication of of the lesson that it's it, it's teaching by using the word wrath it's yeah. wrath essentially which is I, I don't know much about this book or Christianity but I I think wrath is one of the seven sins I'm not sure if that's from this book or appended later but I'm actually not sure either I'm gonna say it's probably a sin though <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and which is anger. Yeah, yeah mastering, it is. mastering definitely anger. Is well, but I do know that the Bible is particular about righteous anger uh, and anger. Hmm. But I'm sure we'll dive into that. I, I don't actually know where that is in the Bible. I but I do. I feel like I residually know that the Bible has a delineation between wrath, anger, and righteous anger, where like one is okay mm. and good. And the other is wrong, but maybe we'll maybe we'll see maybe we'll learn some more in the next chapter. Yeah. Um, all right. So verse eight. Oh wait. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Can I just give you this take? Uh, maybe. Okay. Perhaps he bought a, he brought a crappy offering, and that's fine. Like to me, it makes sense for God to be upset if one offering is not equivalent to other. Like, let's make an extremity here and say that. Abel brought an entire herd of sheep and Cain brought, like, one grain, you know, one grain of wheat, then it makes more sense for God to be upset about it, but it makes even more sense for him to think, I should make an example out of this, because mom and dad sinned and got kicked out of the garden, and we don't want, like, Adam and Eve to be teaching Cain and Abel to constantly be sinning, even though they got punished. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know, that just, to me, it, it seems very like significant that Cain is the older brother Cain is should know better yeah before his brother Abel well I can answer part of that question with insight in the rest of the book God likes younger brothers God habitually blesses the youngest brother throughout all of the Old Testament um so that's why is it because of this, or is this because of that? I don't know. I just know that almost every story of siblings, uh, God actively prefers the youngest one. Um, I think it might be an underdog story. It's like kind of maybe like uh, like a like Jewish underdog story because they were the underdogs for a lot of history. But yeah, sure. and just life as a younger child can be difficult, especially when you're growing up. Because there's already a power dynamic between you and the older children. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think like one more thing is that when we look at why God is angry with Cain versus why he is pleased with Abel, I think there might be something to be said about the virtue that comes from giving the first of your flock and all of their fat portions and giving the most valuable thing or rather giving up the most or, you know, giving everything that you have to, in order to, to please someone else, I guess. Um, yeah. And you look at, like, what's with Cain, he doesn't put forth that same level of effort, and so you might be able to take some virtue from that mm. or, see, or read yeah. it as a virtue. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't really say what Cain brought other than fruits of the soil. It doesn't say whether or not it was, like, his best. It just says that he brought fruit. Th- this but it does just, make it very specific that from... Abel brings the best. Yeah. Well, th- th- this, this could be, like, a part where reading, like, the original story might be like having the original words might give a lot more insight in, in Hebrew kind of, yeah I'm sure yeah yeah because this could be like translation stuff that we're talking about that might not even apply to the original story yeah or maybe it's very clear what Cain did wrong other than just be a farmer but yeah that, that last that last state, statement at the end indicates to me that the that God may have some idea of what's coming um well, God is omniscient, right? Yeah. Or supposedly. Yeah. Or, or I guess from a literary standpoint, from what you were saying about this, like having to teach a man lesson, like in a literary sense, you can't, you can't, like, you have to have a conflict. To, to show a lesson in a story, you would have to... You have to beg the question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh... Let's stop cock teasing and, uh, and get, 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 to the, get to the big event. <laughs> now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were there in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. <laughs> then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I do not know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When, you're, when you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, he will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. All right, go ahead and tell me what you're thinking, Haley. Tell tell me the translation difference. I don't even know if I can deliver this correctly. I think I'm going to go with angsty teenage boy voice. Do it. All right. God said to Cain, where's Abel, your brother? He said, how should I know? Am I his babysitter? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a hilarious translation, man. I just don't... I'm, it's one of the most iconic lines in the Bible, and... They butchered the translation. They left it out. Yes. They intentionally switched it to something that barely has the same meaning, and with connotation yeah. from, like, modern English, does not have the same meaning nearly at all. Yeah. Do they even use the word babysitter in the UK? This is, like, a very American <laughs> yeah. thing to say, I think. I thought it was interesting that... I, in, in, in my book, it's been referring to the 
Earth as a she, especially for this chapter, uh, which is not something it's referring or it's using the Earth as a it in yours. Yeah. Um, Earth is not gendered. You're pagan if you think it is. Well, I think that also has a lot to do with the whole idea behind order and chaos, right? <laughs> and because order is seen as a masculine sort of thing, whereas chaos is seen as the feminine versus, like, yeah. you know, like a man and the earth. And so I think that when you look at at least why they're describing earth as female, I mean, nature is typically described as being very female, right? Yeah, oh, I, so, com- I completely agree. I just think it's strange that that version took it out. Yeah. The, uh, which version are you reading again? Uh, NIV. New international version. Try well, to and it. also no, in different so. languages, different words have different pronouns, right? I yeah. mean, you can have, um, like in German, you have der, die, and das, which is, you know, masculine, feminine, and then gender neutral. Oh, and is so, it gender neutral one in German? Right, so there's three of them. And so you have... Um, when you learn words, you have to memorize their pronouns, right? I mean, and, and yeah. how you address them. And so that could also have been the case is that when they were translating over from a different language, they just chose to keep that um, versus not because when people translate from, you know, when, if you're talking about the world, you don't say like, she is round, you would say it, it is, round. is round. Whereas in German, they would say she is round. Yeah, he Darebeld. I I, I just find it but... cool that it. I find I find it cool that this is this is a book that was written over four hundred years ago, and they were referring to the Earth as a as as a female energy. I agree. That is cool. All right, you guys want to talk about the agriculture analogy because we're here now. Agriculture <laughs> analogy. Let's do yeah, it. Enlighten me. All right, okay, so to catch you up, Keith, the agriculture analogy is the idea that. The early Old Testament is uh, written as an oral tradition to explain how the agricultural revolution happened in human history. Um, Very interesting. Eve and Adam commit the first sin, which is agriculture. The curse is a requirement for society to be established and uh, agriculture to occur. They no longer live in the garden. They've been removed from the garden. The garden is the place where you you're you're a nomad. You wander around and you you, you can take fruit. food from the earth, sure. and the earth feeds you. It's not something you've created. Yeah, grown. It, it's something similar to what maybe pre, predating monkeys may have done. The primates that we could have evolved from may have done. Yeah, well, and even just early man did. Uh, the earth fed us. Like we we didn't have to worry about like growing our own food or if the crop was going to be good. Well, certainly, those early so, hominids were our ancestors. Yeah. So they were people. People. I, see, I I think I count them as people, man. I I think so as well. If I met them, I I I'd ask them what's your name, and if they made noises at me, I'd say, all right, I'll make one up for you, but. Yeah. Thanks for trying. It sounds a lot like what that interaction would go like. <laughs> that sounds that sounds spot on. But uh, so Cain in the original in in original Hebrew um, translates pretty directly to uh, possession or to obtain or property or acquire. Um, oh, interesting. So uh, possession. There's kind so he, of he is his brother's keeper. 
Yeah, that's well, one interpretation if you he can go, a, yeah. If he was a possession, if his name means possession, then his brother is his keeper, right? Maybe it's saying that both both brothers keep each well, other. Well, Eve is particularly excited that she has a son now. Uh, so it's Eve names her first child possession. Oh. Um, because they know now, now that they have established society in this analogy, they have an understanding of property. And actually, yeah. Eve belonged to Adam. Yes. And now Eve Adam did not necessarily belong to Eve. Nope. Yeah. This was the first... Man, that's... That's a pretty big power dynamic between man and woman to to put at the start of your book. Well, and, and like, you can go back, too, to the curse that uh, Eve had of uh, bearing a child that would crush the head of the snake. Because, I mean, like, we kind of... There's been no discussion of it since then, but Eve has probably been looking forward to bearing a child that will crush the head of the snake, because that's what God promised her. So this is her first son that is to crush the head of the snake. So it's or that she thinks is going to crush the head of the snake. Yeah, from her perspective. Right, and then later on down the road, that person, at least from who from you know, like when I used to go to church, they used to say that that person would be Jesus. And Jesus was the person who was supposed to crush the head of the snake. And so it's not Cain. It's, yeah. you know, generations the after ultimate blood the line. person who comes next. Interesting. Yeah. Did, they t- did they tell you what the snake represented, I guess, with Jesus crushing it? Satan, I guess. I think it was more of a metaphor for, like, hey, you guys have been bound to sin this whole time, and now your sins are forgiven. Like, all the shit that's happened between oh. you know like all of this sin that happened in the past is like now that's okay because I created I I got the Virgin Mary pregnant had a kid and then you guys killed him. I think that's my favorite summary of the Bible that I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. The I, I do my best. <laughs> Sorry for the people that were on their seats. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so, I spoiled the book. Cain is cursed to wander by God. And we'll find out what he does with that wandering in the next chapter. But um, what do you guys, what do you guys, how does that hold up so far? Because we've we've been talking about it since we started this book, so what do you think? I think I think it sounds like it could it could make sense. It's a little bit tough with because we don't know exactly what what it, what it means by Abel kept sheep. He was the keeper of sheep. Yeah. Um, like, did he did he just have an affinity for sheep and he they followed him around? <laughs> like in in all the stories that because I I went to a Unitarian church where the the one time that we we all went, including my dad, was on Christmas Eve, and somehow I have memories from that where, um, I guess the the shepherds walked around with their sheep, less pasture like, because that would imply you have you have a place that you're staying in. Yeah, there's a pin for around. the sheep. The sheep don't just like choose to follow you around. But these days we keep sheep locked in, you know, paddocks. Or nice sometimes, word. Sometimes buildings. Very good word. But then begging the card, like why? Why would? Why would God? Like respect Abel, give respect to Abel for giving the, like his flock and like, give him praise and piss Cain off this much. Because he's because Abel's still living as though he lived in the garden. To farm is like the curse of man. You didn't farm in the garden. Yep. So he's he's, even though he's. 
herding sheep. He's probably living off the land as he herds those sheep. He's probably, like, eating food from the earth, like you would have when you were in the garden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, he maybe seems a little bit more symbolically cleaner. Yeah. That, that, that is a weird one, though, because uh, while in the garden, we were talking about how, like, it seemed like most of the... The, the whole vegetarian thing, where it Gosh, seemed like I'm the so intention thrown. was to eat plants, not animals. And so this kind of just, like, flips it on its head, where now the animals are what God likes. God, God wants you to burn a burn sheep for him. It's like, oh, you gave me the youngest sheep? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. I love it. <laughs> Kane, you brought me these this shitty-ass grass. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it kind of like 180s here, because up until this point, God definitely seemed to prefer plants. Like, not only prefer, <laughs> but like, insist upon. Endorse. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think it, I, think, I think, Haley, you may have been right earlier with, this is a lesson that we're trying to teach people um, about, about wrath. If yeah, you don't, don't want people to be angry at you, then you should give them everything you have. Or at the very yeah. least, like, do your best work. Like, if you want to, like, go so far as to just, like, it goes as far as to say Cain brought the best of what he had, which implies that he did a lot of work. Oops, sorry, Abel brought the best of what he had, which implied that he did the best work. Cain, it doesn't say anything about that, so we don't know how hard he had to work to do it. So at the very well, basic, what's hard to be work. said about Abel being murdered for giving his best work too? I mean that that That's, is right. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you look at that, you have to be able to say mm -hmm. that okay, well, fortune may favor the person who gives their best work because God and nature and whatnot, and they're going to smile upon you. Yeah. But yet, even though you may be successful and give everything that you have, people will look at you and they'll kill you for it. They'll take it. Right. See, that, I was thinking a second ago when you mentioned that, uh, it, it's almost like an early implication of a social contract Ooh. where Cain is, Cain says to God, I'm scared someone will murder me because of this. So, like, the right. implication is don't murder people if you don't want to get murdered. <laughs> sure, right. Yeah, I would also look at it with that sense. It, another thing that I was thinking earlier, too, when I was putting together some notes for this, is that there is a mark on Cain, and it's worth talking about what that mark is. Um, mm. Yeah. God marks him. And I, I've got a little bullet point list of things that people have speculated is the mark of Cain oh. from uh, Jewish scholars to Christians to to people who aren't religious. I'll run through it. Smallpox. Oh. Civilization is the only place you find smallpox. Um, wow. So the mark is disease and if you come for somebody with disease, you'll likely end up with it. Currency. Law. Law would be like part of that social contract thing where someone, if someone is to murder him, the, the repercussions would be sevenfold. Um, a single horn in his forehead. <laughs> the, a lot of Jewish scholars think that it might be the tetragrammaton, uh, which is just like the name of God on his forehead. Uh, and the uh, sep, I don't I never know how to say this word, but the Greek translation of the Bible uh, translates mark as sign. Um, so it was 
some people believe it was just some sort of tattoo that warned other people that like God will come after you if you kill this guy be careful um, and don't commit the same crime he did because you'll have the same problem and uh, Mormons say it's black skin yeah that doesn't surprise me <laughs> <laughs> oh geez that's bad Monty Python would say it was like just a sandwich board <laughs> like I think we can all agree that if this was a Monty Python movie ever Kane would be walking around in like a modern like sandwich board front to back that just yeah. said I'm Kane don't kill me God said so <laughs> but yeah what do you guys think the mark is because uh, it's a mystery man I am a slut for social contract theory. I fucking love John Locke, dude, but I can't wrap my head around that. It's it's not a it's not a close enough connection for me That's for social fair. contract. But I like the I like the disease one. That's kind of my leading favorite. I saw that one and I thought, damn, that's a cool idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but smallpox specifically seems well, it leaves scars when it's not treated. So, so does le- 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 leprosy. That's true. There's a lot of things that leave scars. Yeah, that's when not I'm, treated, I'm, yeah. Ex-girlfriends. It could be, could be disease. Oh, boy. <laughs> it could be some sort of, like, I don't know. It says for, So the old the old translation is closer to rune. Well, in the Bible, so this is a little, a little different of a route, but the Bible is speaking of the mark of Cain as if it were, like, it was an act of passion from God to Cain. Like, Cain is thinking, oh, love. you know what, like, I killed my brother, and um, this is bad. And God is like, well, despite that, I will still do this for you. And I yeah. think it's oh. mercy. It's, it's, right. it's, it's an act, act of mercy. mercy. It is mercy, yeah. yeah. Right, and, um, and, and so I don't know. I mean, I think there's something to be said about, about that. In a, like in a, a little Scarlet bit, we're going we're gonna to find out how long these people live. About like about nine hundred to a thousand years, which he can see a lot of people if he lives out his life, and they can see the mark on him and learn that lesson. What if? Sorry to interrupt, but what if that is the mark? What if the mark is a lesson? Oh, and so yeah, there's okay. a lesson to be learned from every act of anger towards someone. And he goes out into the realm of men, so to speak. And with that lesson as his mark. Right. And so men do not kill him because they know that the punishment for killing someone is living with it. Like, that was that was Cain's punishment, yeah. was to live with murder. Or, yeah, right, and... But I was kind of thinking of it more along the lines of, okay, well, Cain got a mark because he murdered someone, and perhaps that mark is him learning... Or it, it can be taken away as a person gets a mark or a person gets a lesson from every oh. bad action that they have. It, it marks them permanently. It's, like, it's just like a scar. Like when sure. You, yeah. it's, it's, it's like when, when you're young and you, you, you put your hand on the stove and you get yeah. burned. And, and then you yeah. realize that... You have a mark from the lesson that you just learned. Yeah, it stays with you for life. That scar doesn't heal and the lesson you learned from it doesn't change. There's Ooh. some symbolic... There's a reason why it's a mark, because the mark never goes away. Uh, That just made me remember, too. This is a really cool part about this. The first death on planet Earth is a murder. Kind of wild. Yeah. 
Well, no that... one dies of nat. Even though they are cursed to die of a natural cause after they ate the apple, yeah. the first death is murder. Well, are they cursed to die of a natural cause, or are they cursed to die? The, f- the fourth person alive was killed. I guess one more thing to be said about this section that we've we've read is that it says in 416, um, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and... Um, yeah, so, so Cain went out from the presence of the Lord, right? And I think that you can see that as Cain is no longer yes. with God, right? I mean, Cain has, pretty has explicit, fallen yeah. away, right? I think that's a really explicit way of saying that Cain and God are no longer... Well, and the implication of previous chapters is that God is actively around Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. God is in the same space. He may, like, he may have punished them. He is them, present with them. But he's he may still have, there. Yeah, and yeah. He may have punished them, but he still loves them. He still wants to be around them. And yeah. it Cain, says Cain went out from the prison. So Cain is the one. Cain chose it. Right. Well, that well, was no, his was, decision to he make. Was, he was cursed. No. Well, he was cursed, but, but he... He wasn't cursed went. to leave. Cain chose that. Sure, he was cursed, but the no, text no, says that Cain went out from the presence. It didn't say that... Cain yeah, was taken from the presence. Or you will be restless vagabond, and wander on the earth. A vagabond, yeah, shall, shall you be in the earth. But that doesn't say, God did not say, you won't be near me anymore. It just says he's a vagabond of the earth. Uh, mine says, you, uh, you will be restless and wander the earth. It says later, though, that Cain is the one who takes, takes on the verb. Cain, Cain makes the action to leave the presence of God. Oh, actually, no, the land of Nod is supposed to be a godless place. Like, it's supposed to be a place of which God does not, not preside over, but does not look into. Also, fun fact about the word nod, it's where nod off comes from, because some other people in Jewish text, I think, but don't quote me on that, wrote about it as sleeping. And that's where nod off comes from. In like super cool. 1700s, a writer used mm. nod as sleeping, and now we use nod as nod off. Okay, but, but you've opened a can of worms here. There's a place on earth that God can't go or doesn't go. Doesn't go. So okay. let me, <laughs> it's not can. It's not can. Do a little tap dancing here but, while but I found it, what it, I just but read. It, it also says in, in, in that curse, everyone that finds you shall. S- well, I mean, it, it, in mine, I guess it doesn't have the. Uh, Oh yeah, the Lord said, "Set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him." That would include Cain's family. That would include Adam and Eve. Well, it's all incest babies at this point, right? I mean, we're talking yeah. about Genesis. Supposedly, yeah, there's only four people, as far as we're aware. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Even these, when it, when it says anyone, that would mean the other people. So he, if he did not want Adam and Eve to kill him from this curse that he's been given, he has no choice but to leave. But yeah, but I I think that uh, or to it, live with the horrors of the lesson that he's been learned. <laughs> I thought you said horrors. Oh, and no. I thought you were about to say that would make the Bible <laughs> a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so far, uh, order of operations has been pretty vital to understanding how and when things happen, and God's curse does not. It's I will uh, I. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Because his curse was to restlessly wander. His curse was not to be without God. And then it says he leaves the presence of God. Cain chooses that. So I don't think Cain chose to wander, but I think it's pretty clear that Cain chose to leave the presence of God. Okay, so... I I disagree. 
Okay. Outside of that, just real quick, I found what I was reading. Oh, boy. Reading. Uh, <laughs> Nod is said to be outside the presence or face of God. Um, Arijan, who's a Christian scholar, defined Nod as the land of trembling and wrote that it symbolized the condition of all who forsake God. So obviously that's after the fact of this, but it seemed to me like the early Christian scholars of this thought that this place that he goes to is either or turns into a place symbolizing the condition of those who are bespoke by God, who, who God is smiting. That is a fantastic tra- tra- transition into the next part because... I, I did a little research that tags onto that. Great job. We're shaking hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna go ahead and read the next part, uh, Alex? Yeah. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived, and bare Enoch. Doesn't doesn't say where where his wife came from. <laughs> or who it was. Yeah. And he built are hot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? Scars are hot. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch. And he builded a city, and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. And unto Enoch was born Irad. And Irad begat Mehuhael. And Mehuhael begat Methusael. And Methusael begat Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two wives, and the name of the one was Adah, and the name of the other Zillah. And Adah bare Jabal. He was the father of such as dwell in tents, and of such as have cattle. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as as handle the harp, and Oregon. In Zillah, she also bare Tubal Cain, an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. And Lamech said unto his wives, Adah and Zillah, Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech. For I have slain a young man to my wounding, and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth to him also there was a bo- there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Oh. That's where it ends. Alright. Any notable translation differences? Um the last sentence actually is then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Um and so I guess when you read that, you can you can look at okay, well here's Cain. Cain murdered Abel, and Cain left the presence of God, and then I guess that kind of implies that all of his children have also left the presence of God. Yeah, they don't call upon the right Lord. because it's it says men and mine's not, um, is italicized, 
And so when I see then men began to call upon the name of the Lord, that's kind of implying that, okay, well, now all of mankind, despite Adam and Eve, are, have, have fallen from God, and now men are back to God. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes it clear which line is with God and which line is not with God. Right. <laughs> That'll be an interesting thing to keep track of as we go through the book. Yeah. Well, we should pay attention to that because we probably will skip some of the chapters with bloodlines and the begat chapters, so to speak. But we'll try to keep track of that. That way, before we start a chapter, we know which names are in the God bloodline. There's air quotes. And which names are in the not God, more air quotes, bloodline. I wonder if we can. I wonder if we can predict if it's gonna, if if their end is gonna be positive or negative based on their bloodline. I I don't know. I think it's too early, Alex. I think it's too early it's, to guess whether or not. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just I just think this mark of Cain thing is really interesting. If it does pass through the bloodlines, because it's something that like we even use a people use the mark of Cain in in texts and to reference things. Yeah. today. that's another thing. Like my brother's keeper that has continued uh, throughout the years. Like yeah. John Steinbeck in, in Of Mice and Men, all the characters that have something bad happen, people that are beyond any sort of help, all their names start with C. It's oh, Mark yeah. Came. Yep. yeah. Oh, I had no idea yeah. that was in that book. Shout out to maybe Mr. Zelensky. Uh, okay, so the curse, of, the curse of Cain was, or the Mark of Cain, prevented him from getting anything from toiling in the soil, right? Uh, and... There is a there's a cool little note here. Well, did it prevent him or did it make it really difficult? Uh, it says your brother uh, when you work the ground, it will no longer yield crops for you. It says that well, mine says it will no longer yield its strength to you, and you will be oh. a vagrant and a wanderer of the earth. That's an interesting difference. What are you, Alex? Where are you at? Mine says when when thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. Hmm. So it, it it implies in mind that like she you just aren't going to be it's going to be a lot harder or perhaps the, <sighs> that's interesting you but also from yeah a, a man working against the earth I mean you even if she even if it's a little bit hard you aren't going to win yeah that so that that's that's interesting because mine I, I was going <laughs> off of mine when I was uh, doing a little bit of research and taking notes and mine explicitly says that crops won't grow anymore. Your guys is, doesn't say that. Mine doesn't say that either. And Mine says, um, you'll farm this ground, but it will no longer give you its best. Weird. That's weird. I, I Also, I, I kind of want to share the, the first part that I have for uh, on, on 11. Um, and now art, art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Yeah, I remember you reading that. That's interesting. That's it, intense. Yeah, yeah, it kind of indicates that somehow the I don't know, it could be could be somehow read in some sort of offering sense. Mine says it opens its arms to even further I, your offering a little bit. Yeah, I think that's Mine says it opens its arms to receive the blood. So that was that was something that I bumped into when I was doing some research that the Cain and Abel story is supposed to be uh, it was an oral story to explain why we don't sacrifice humans 
because at the time, other cultures surrounding them would have been okay with human sacrifice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the story of Cain and Abel was that an explanation as to why we don't do that. God does, God frowns upon human sacrifice. Sacrifice, At least this God does. From that verse. Yeah. Even if potentially the earth might be open to it. Yes. Yeah, the, the earth will take the body and the, like, the blood will go somewhere, but it will not go to God. The earth, or, or the, yeah, the, the, the God of this book has dominion. The feminine symbolism in this book is kind of weird because we've talked about Lilith who seems like, I guess for better, for lack of better terms, like a negative feminine symbolism, but this making the earth sound kind of in a similar, similar range of kind of a negative feminine, like, well, and I think that's where the whole idea behind order and chaos comes from, because when we look at order, we see order as a very masculine sort of thing, at least in in older literature and then chaos is seen as as the feminine and so you might also be seeing it from that sense as well absolutely yeah that's yeah and nature point. is chaos like yeah. nature is way yeah. more chaotic than society is. <laughs> i like the idea of the chaos and order being masculine and feminine in with context of the agriculture symbolism because then it kind of translates to us going to a more masculine ordered society taking nature which is this inherently feminine chaotic thing and turning it to order turning it into farmland turning it into like and and eve's mm -hmm. curse eve's curse was to be subservient yeah that implies that before the curse she was equal well Mm -hmm. it's also to say that murder will drive you into chaos yeah right because if if, if we read it in that sense, you can say that, okay, well, if, if the ground has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand, um, some, if you have murdered someone, then, then you have become chaos. That's a, chaotic, you're, you're, that's a chaotic, uncivilized thing to do. That's something that nature does. Right. Nature yes. murders in cold blood. Well, not as far as we know at this point. That's, yeah. I mean, uh, and, okay. So, uh, and and on the topic of the agriculture thing, again, because this is the chapter where, like, the analogy kind of all comes together. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, what we just read, it 
specifically says uh, that um, Jabal, he was the father of those who lived in the tents and raised mm-hmm. the livestock. His brother's name, uh, his his brother's name was Jabal. He was the father of all who played the harp and the flute. Gila also had a first son, Tubal Cain, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. So, uh, some interpretations say that the mark of Cain and the curse is the curse of craftsmanship. He cannot feed himself with the land anymore. He is forced to enter society, build a city, which he does and names after his son Enoch, and sell what he can make so that he can feed himself. And your guys' translations don't say that he that it, he can't get food from the ground anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine says that he can't, period. There is an implication So to feed himself, his only option is to craft now, to create things. And that's, that, that, that's kind of the end of the agriculture analogy there, where we've hit the point of forging, creating instruments, like the flute and the lyre. Well, he's created the, the, the first city. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, he's built I, civilization. I guess, I guess that means that it still doesn't say where Cain got his wife from, but it sounds like Cain and his wife, like Adam and Eve may have had Cain and Abel as the first children, but like Cain really started civilization. Yeah, he, he built the first city and then he introduced like his his children were the ones who made instruments, made metalworking, and all of those things are were created away from God. So 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 his act his act of murder, of wrath, created civilization. Or it's to say that civilization is chaos. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, or, yeah. So. Or further, that, like, that, that civilization is violent. Civilization and, is wrath. And it, Cain worked to find order in civilization, I guess. I mean, you can also see it that way. Yeah. yeah. Because where does it say that um, my punishment is too great to bear... Um, and then Cain, and then Cain goes out and does his own thing, right? And so, I mean, it's, it could also be said that civilization is chaos, and you've created this chaos, but now you have to fight it. And, and, and you the, can fight it by doing these, by by having music and... and these, um, it's it's kind of interesting, the delineations that it gives for these, these descendants of Cain. Um, yeah, it really it just of, gives it to you, like... Bam, 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 bam. Oh, Here's I, the line. I mean, let, less so the line, more so the, the part after that where it's talking about Lamech's children. Um, Jabal, he was the father of such as well intense and such as have cattle. That that sounds to me like a, like a minor god, someone that you would pray to if you have a certain way of life. A father of livestock. Y- yes. A god of livestock. Yeah, I mean, if you live in a tent and you're reading this book because, or someone's reading it to you, yeah. and you hear about... Jabal, who is the father of all who who, so he's like, oh, you you're reading that, and you're like, oh, this is my this is the, this is someone I should pray to. You're telling me Jabal is my grandpappy? Is that what's going on in this book? And then you want to go reach out and find out more about this god? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like all the maybe some of the traits of a of a patron saint or of a of a god. Yeah. But, so here's another interesting thing. Um, I like the implication of leisure time being introduced here. Because I don't think... I mean, we've had, like, leisure time kind of 
like implied like if you're just wandering around in the garden all the time that's pretty leisurely mm -hmm. however now we're introducing like musical instruments into the fact which yeah. is kind of a Culture. cool like yeah we're 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 really growing as a society and introducing these like cultural leisurely things to do that are not specifically like tilling the ground or herding cattle you know yeah like more or naming animals yeah i assume that's what adam and eve did all day naming like animals as, as a leisure activity you see that one over there <laughs> let's call that one a bird like i feel like i feel like the bible skimmed over it because it would be kind of ridiculous to talk about them just sitting around the garden like naming animals as they walk by but i like to imagine that's what they're that doing sounds like a pretty good life i would have liked to read a verse in the bible about what they did all day that, that's what the, that's what they did up until like they ran out of stuff to name and then he's like okay i'm gonna go over here you and then, and then that snake here. came out and was like I got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, you're bored. To do. She's, she's like, bet. Come <laughs> on, names. <laughs> well, that implies that she named the snake. Maybe, maybe they'd seen the snake before. Maybe they had a reason to trust it. That is a really good question. Did they name the snake? I don't. It seems like she knew what it was enough to not have been told and to. Oh, they were eating from the tree of knowledge at that time, though. No, they weren't. No, because the she snake... She wasn't woke yet. <laughs> yeah. So did they name the snake? Have they seen the snake before, and this is the first time that it contacted okay, them? Okay, let me, let me paint a scenario for you. Paint you're it. Eve, and you're walking up to this tree you're not supposed to eat from, and you see this animal you've never seen in your life. And you've seen every single one a few times. You named all of them with your husband. You've seen all of them. And this thing has no legs. You've never seen something like it before. Yeah. But it's moving. And it's moving and it talks, which as far as we're aware, none of the other animals do it. They might have, but the Bible doesn't yeah. tell us that they did. And it starts talking to you or the alternative is you had in fact named it and it still started talking to you. I, 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 I think if you hadn't seen it before and all the animals that you knew had... Had limbs to move with, <laughs> and you just see it moving. That's Up, just gonna be upwards. even even birds have wings that you can see. Yeah, let, let, they will let feet. Yeah, they have little feet legs. legs too. Legs. Yeah, a snake might be kind of scary. Yeah, a snake, a snake would be, be horrifying. <laughs> and if it's talking, you might just readily okay. This is kind of like a the only two people I know that talk are Adam and God. Yeah, what so is this like, thing doing? You're clearly a godlike being. You don't have legs like me, but you're moving. That actually kind of adds credibility to what the yeah. snake said, too, because if the only two things you know talk are Adam and God, and the snake starts talking, and it's saying things that are contesting what God told you, I would be more inclined to believe it if those are the only three well, things that talk. I'll take it a step further. That makes any sense. And, I, like, mm -hmm, because yeah. the God knows or because the snake knows of God and knows of the rules and is telling you to break them, like, that would add all kinds of credibility. Like, I know what these rules are and that's how I know well, that they're perhaps wrong. perhaps it's completely rational to trust chaos. Ooh. Love that sense. Oh, but man. also, at the same time, they hadn't eaten from you the tree of knowledge. took it to a deep knowledge. spot. <laughs> they haven't eaten from the tree of knowledge yet, so they're, they're all kind of... They're ignorant. You can't... Yeah, you can't... She couldn't make any sort of critical decision-making. Well, perhaps <laughs> now that she has, it's wrong to follow chaos, I guess. I don't know. I have to go back and... I'll have to go re-listen to the podcast. Yeah. Catch, <laughs> catch up, man. Re-listen to the podcast. <laughs> I, that one's not even out yet, is it? <laughs> it isn't. It isn't so out yet. But it'll be out to, tomorrow. It'll be out by the, by the time you hear this. Yeah, it'll be out by the time you hear this. That's for sure. <laughs> it's not out right <laughs> now, though, and that's why Keith doesn't listen to it. <laughs> it... it 
if 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 the snake knew everything that was going on, like knew what to lie about, wouldn't Eve? Wouldn't it be safe for Eve to assume the snake knows God? That's what I was saying. Yeah, like it would add tons of Maybe credibility. Maybe you put that thought to... in my head. That was you probably said that, and then I thought it was my. I idea. did say almost exactly that, but yeah. I hear you. I or agree maybe with you. chaos and order are not quite as distinct as we <laughs> want them to be. They require each other to exist. Well, certainly, but it's hard to distinguish between the two of them. Interdependent definitions. Right. Let's talk more about this chaos and order thing. Uh, Here, well, let's just look at verse 23. Um, so it's this dialogue that's well this monologue that's happening between name or Lamech and his wives and he's talking about how okay get heave to my speech um I've killed a man for wounding me if Cain well and a boy for striking me so he's done it twice and if Cain is avenged sevenfold then Lamech 77 fold and so you can look at that and you could say okay well as you continue down yes. this road, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse for you the more you kill people. The more you. Yeah. And not necessarily kill people, but just as a whole. Well, more on that order of 77, too. Uh, Lamech lives for 777 years. Whoa, yay! You're, that's a spoiler. No, it's not a spoiler. But you're right. We're going to skim chapter 5 in the end of this. <laughs> I'm just getting to the part where we skim. This is fair game. It also, this, this it kind of... leans into the analogy of the Mark of Cain being law. I like I like law more and more as you think about it like that. Because in, in, in the, the, the argument for it being like a lesson kind of evaporates right there. If his like great-grandson is like... This is what Cain did. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, and that's why I feel like law is more of a... I think it's more of an appropriate way to look at it. Um, well, because the reason we make laws is because something goes wrong and we learn from it. Because So the lesson was what Cain participated in, and then the reaction to the lesson was to create law. And, like, and that's kind of... It doesn't say that at all, but that's the way that that story kind of reads off to me, where Cain made the mistake, and now man knows that killing has repercussions. Laws wouldn't exist unless people broke those laws. Or well, did wrong, yeah. at, at, to begin with, yeah. And, like, inherently, if we're going with the, like, order and chaos theory here, then, like, order and law are specifically tied together. Like, law creates order, so yeah. to create law out of this new symbolism of order makes total sense even if it's just inherent law like it's not a it's not a law that like any human created at this point it's more of a, a natural law yeah. John Locke no yeah it's a social contract of like we we can't kill each other like, well it, could ha that perhaps be um, foreshadowing to the Ten Commandments oh yeah I, I still just can't understand why why Lamech is killing after, after there's, if, if we're talking about it being a law, a social contract, why right? people are still marrying him? <laughs> <laughs> Different virtues. The, women like bad boys. Keith. It's true. Bad boys since and scars. <laughs> since day one. Since, uh, since day one. Scars. Daddy yeah. issues. And men like bad girls. Girls that eat apples. Yes. That's so. Mm. So, so in mine it no, says, it if if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. Does. Is avenged always the word that 
Avenged is what I have. Avenged is what I have. Avenged is what I have. Well, that's something to say, too, is that that it's... That is a first. Well, um... It's talking about someone being avenged by someone else, right? I mean, it's not God coming down and smiting them for the decisions that they've made. It's society, right? I mean, it's saying that, okay, he's not going to be avenged by any one person, or it's not like so, uh, that's it's not like passive where some some one person is going to avenge him but he is he will be it is passive it is he will be avenged by society right I mean, yeah they don't they don't well, specify who but see the other way that could go though is that at this time the way you upheld a law was by saying god backed it you just mentioned the 10 commandments and that's like a good example of how at at this time the way you would say a law is law is because you would say god gave it to me right this law is god endorsed so what better way to keep people from killing each other from breaking laws in general than to say that god will smite you and that's how our well, law is to is say built. that god has me in his favor yeah i mean it's virtue signaling right in here's sense. an interesting one what if it's virtue Sorry. signaling. <laughs> it's, it's virtue signaling your God. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I I probably Take will that be. To church. <laughs> what if Lamech is killing people because he already has the mark? Well, actually, that's what I was thinking. Say that it, all of the, his it, offspring have the mark. Well, it well, it well, seems there, there to imply creation that even even if all of the descendants of Cain have other roles and such like that. Yeah. They're all cursed with the same curse that Cain has and he has passed it down. Wait, but okay, read it with this tone with me, okay? Read it with a tone of a braggart almost, okay? Yeah, yeah. Lamech's, Lamech says to his wives, Adah and Zillah, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I've killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. It almost sounds like bragging. It does. I can like I'm agree. so protected because of the people I've killed. I'm dangerous. Well, it's not that he's protected by it. It's that here he is, having killed two different people, and yet here he is still alive and well with two wives. Ooh, I mean, exactly. yeah. you could also look at that and say, okay, well, guess what? In life people will do evil stuff and get away with it and perhaps prosper from it. And God won't do anything and about God it. And God won't do anything about it. Ah. Right. And yeah, and that, but that kind of goes along with the, with, the, with the braggart thing. Like, he's bragging to his wives, look at how bad I am. Yeah. I murdered these two people. God hasn't stopped me. I have, I, I, like, he's telling his wives this to, like, yeah, like, boost himself up. And then... I'm a babe. Are you guys cool to marry a third woman? I'm badder than Cain. And you know why we're in this city. <laughs> Well, to me, it's kind of reading like if I already had the mark of Cain being Cain's son. Like, let's let's think about it as if the children of Cain have his mark on them as well. Mm-hmm. But perhaps it is lying dormant until they kill someone. And then the mark of Cain resurfaces onto them being a descendant from Cain. That To me, that kind of reads as like, my dad did it, so why wouldn't I? So he follows in the family business, and then all of a sudden he's marked twice because he's killed two people. This would be a really great uh, uh, young adult novel. Maybe maybe a three-part series. Oh. The Bible? <laughs> no. Okay. Just, yes. Just, just something yes, around the is. premise of this this marking system. Okay. Yes. Well, I, I, I think it's like kind of hilarious how... 
we even kind of do our we do our math <laughs> differently than I guess at least this logic is working. Absolutely. Where if we were to if we were to if if one to us would be seven sevenfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two would be one of two things. It would be either seven plus seven, which would be fourteenfold. 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it'd be seven to the second power, which would be forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy sevenfold is just adding the same number to another place. But that tracks on the third one when he lives for 777 years. There's a third seven added for, like, it seems too coincidental to be... It seems too coincidental to be on accident, but it seems not logically tracking to have him be avenged 77-fold and then live for 777 years. That's just a weird... But he does live a lot shorter than most of the other people. Sure. It's just, like, a weird... At the first point, it's being avenged a certain amount of times, and then the second point, it's being avenged a certain number more amount of times, and then at the third point where the sevens come in, it just seems like they were like, I really want to get another seven in here somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. For, and for the, for the listener's benefit, too, we are a lot of the time referring to this chapter five that comes right after, where it talks about how old all of these guys live to. So if we're saying these random, like, 777 years, we know that because that's what happens next. But we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's an interesting point for you. If we're going to still go off of the agriculture analogy a little bit, Adam and Eve are probably not accustomed yet to the fact that they can support that many people. Like, they're probably living in a world where supporting two children is hard enough. Well, they don't have two children. I mean, well, if Adam and Eve are the first two people on Earth and their son is married... But their son has left the presence of God and Adam and Eve are presumably still in the same place. But, but, yeah, but sure, but they've already have... They have at least one daughter because Cain had to marry someone. That's true, yeah. I, I, oh. I think it's, it's more realistic yeah. that there are other people... Around, I, 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 I even even though those were the first two people, those perhaps may have just God been the has first, made other people. Those were the first two people that, or that this God created. There are other people. There's already a land of, the land of Nod, which is an area that, but it's it, just a place without God. There's no people there, I mean, as far as well, we, we know, because he makes a city. He does. He does make a city. I just, I, I think it's very strange that he just has a wife. I, th- I, I think I, it has I, to be a sister. Like I, I to me, it's not unreasonable to assume that the Adam they, and they've Eve. They've named every other. They've named every other person that's born. Well, so they've far. named every other man that's born. Yeah, they've been naming sons, the wives. No, 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 they named sisters, sisters as well, and yeah, and wives. Or not, not all wives. Not Cain's wife. That's the one wife that they do not name. Um, but Lamech, they name his wives. They name his daughters. <sighs> yeah, I don't know that. I, I, guess I, I feel could, like it could go either way on that. I'm not sure. Well, Incest yeah, you could think incest. about it like perhaps yeah. Adam and Eve are in the garden and they have their two sons. And once Abel leaves the presence of God, he finds other people. Like perhaps Adam and Eve are the two humans that God is using to predict what's going to... Well, I guess we're going with God is omnipotent here, but... Well, we don't have to, though. Like, well, like I don't know that. I yeah. guess, like, we already said that we're going to read it, like, as if he's a character. Yeah. If I'm reading it like he's a character, to me it seems more like Adam and Eve in this garden are kind of like a social experiment. And all of a sudden, like, the social experiment fails and everybody is sent out into the world where there could be other people. Like, imagine, It's kind of like, like God could have made other Earths. 
Or no, no, God could have made other people on this one earth, and he's he's yeah, using, was, yeah. He has lots of creations. This is just the one we heard the story about. Yeah, there, I mean, like, there's, like, many dystopian novels where, like, a civilization is boxed into itself, and they don't know it, but there's many other people w- around them, and even sometimes watching them. Like, perhaps God is using Adam and Eve as an example for the rest of the human beings on Earth. Like, perhaps... Mm. Like I, I know that that's a really, really like out there thing. But if I'm just reading this as a book, at this point, I start to guess Adam and Eve were the first two, probably. But you know, because we're told that. But like from there on, he could have created others that we just don't know about at well, this point. Well, and that also justifies Cain's yeah. fear that people can murder him, because Cain mm-hmm. yeah. says he's afraid yeah. that if he goes out there, someone's going to murder him. And as far as we're aware, it's, it's just, just Adam and Eve and parents. He's and like, he's my already mom's going to kill the, me the for fourth this. Guy, yeah. so. I'm not my brother's babysitter. Uh, my mom is going <laughs> to kill me for this one. Yeah, actually, so, that's a, that's a great indicator. The fact the the the, the, the fact that he he's scared of people killing him when there are two other people that are alive. Now, to be the devil's advocate for the other end, he could be afraid that when there are more people, if he has that foresight, if they find out what he's done... Which they will, because he's marked. Yes, they will kill him. Not his wife. <laughs> Apparently not, God, but... Yeah. I mean, there's so many... It could go a lot of ways. ...inconsistencies in this chapter. Yeah, it could go a lot of ways. Well, I don't know that it's inconsistent. It's just so... I think not, not telling... If, they've been talking about every person that comes up just saying that a random wife appeared. Like, if we... If, like, say if it was a husband, we would think that would be weird. Yeah. That it was just a husband, an unnamed husband yeah. of someone. It would be weird. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was Lilith. She does have sex well, no and, well she would also she swoops in for people's wet dreams that's what she does well, yeah I, well like look forward to a visit tonight if Cain was cursed to with, with like basically anyone and that could be the reason why he left he left Adam and Eve mm-hmm. because he didn't want them to kill him and then mm-hmm. be cursed with his curse Lilith could be the only if we're working on the yeah. places that Lilith was already created, Lilith could be the only person that he could procreate with and actually live with. And if he's the one who's departed from God and he's created this kind of like sin city, so to speak, there's air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will. Uh, of like, of like craftsmanship and bronze working and absolutely no fucking herding, no Musical farming. There's livestock. There's culture. It's these horrible things from the perspective that we're yeah. reading. It would make sense that the queen of that situation is some sort of little actually yeah. actually I don't think it would from from what we read in Isaiah simply because oh yeah she, she all the imagery surrounding her was all of of the earth and, and the implication of this like air quote sin city is that the that women are now subservient because that was the curse of Adam and that curse carries on to Cain even though he's apart from God. And that's like so, and Lilith wouldn't do that. Completely opposite of Lilith. Yeah, yeah. Lilith would say fuck that shit. That was an interesting. I'll finger hole, myself. Hole to de- dive down, but that was so wrong. Yeah, that's okay. It was worth it. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, I'm just trying to figure out who this woman is. I know. Yeah. She's a mystery lady. Cain is secretive. Maybe Cain's embarrassed. She's a bit of a moped. Oh boy! For listeners out there who don't understand, <laughs> oh god! Should I explain? I don't know. I don't know how many people are familiar with that. 
Go ahead and explain it. Okay, so a moped is the opposite of a motorcycle. A motorcycle is somebody that you're proud to take out. You rev them. You, you show it off. You street race it. A moped, you're kind of ashamed of. You ride you don't, to, you ride a moped together. is that chick yeah. on Tinder you matched with. <laughs> you put a bag over her head and sit over the following At this day. point, I regret saying you that. You've got it. That's what a moped is. <laughs> and there's the line of regret, which I knew was going to come, and I said it anyway. You want to go out there and you want to find yourself a motorcycle. I think plenty think- of people are happy riding a moped. Look at the Italians. <laughs> I don't. I've that someone's got to take one. <laughs> <laughs> Mopeds are more acceptable in Europe. In the United States, we just. I think there there are companies that make bigger motorcycles, and so when you see someone on a moped, yeah, bigger everything. This analogy holds up a lot better only in America. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're from yeah. the UK. Yeah, yeah I'm we're not really trying to trash your mopeds. No. Right, right now. Yeah, you guys have some cool moped culture. Yeah, and they use the word babysitter for those of you who are wondering. But it does sound like they do. Yeah, but more more frequent is nanny. That's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. they do use the word babysitter. Yeah, maybe some American Brits. Why are you trying to argue those with me about this? Brits. All right. Uh, we should wrap this up because we just looked at the time. We're closing in on done. Um, oh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think... Luke, would you like to? Oh, well. Some final thoughts remarks. For anyone? Yeah, final remarks. I'll, I'll, you're going to take us out, right? Yeah, no, that's fine. With five? With five? Oh, shoot. Yeah, we should yeah. just cover chapter five. Um, I totally forgot we we're going to do that. Well, I was thinking that we could also, like, you, you, you summarizing chapter five could be the... Yeah. Okay. Let's do that yeah. then. So let's do some closing remarks. We'll go around this way. Keith, what do you think? Finish um, this out. I don't know. I think I, I kind of like the whole perspective that when you you can look at this from um, the lens of I guess the law and rather ordering chaos and more so along the lines of okay, well, fuck. If you murder someone, then this is what you're gonna have to deal with. And um, that's kind of what I take away from this. I guess is that it's more so about. Um, about what happens and how to stay away from that, I guess. I don't know, at least from a from a moral sense. Yeah. An ultimate moral lesson. Man has been introduced to other man at this point, and they need to know how to deal with other man. Yeah, yeah. And I think for, for I guess, people, people in times before, like, huge civilizations like this, if you're just reading this book or hearing this book... I think it'd be a good idea to have it to start something like, don't kill people. <laughs> Just because it's very useful for, I don't know, starting as a way they Number one rule living of around human. other people. Yeah. 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 That's the way I'm, I guess I, I read this chapter just as this, this is a book that teaches people how to be a certain way. Yeah. Haley. Um, I guess my major takeaways from this are... I like the order and chaos theory, and I like it especially in comparison with the agriculture theory. I think the agriculture theory holds strong throughout this entire chapter. I don't find anything that makes me think that's impossible. Um, So I'm erring on the side of that, and... Chapter 5 is about how we get from Adam to Noah, because chapter 6 is the flood. (laughs) And uh, so there's a lot of years to pass over. Uh, One important thing about this chapter is that 
picky Snapchat. Sorry, I gotta put this on the story. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> An important thing about this chapter is that this is where Christians get the 6,000 years old thing from. This chapter. This some, is, some Christians. Yeah, some Christians. But this is how the, that, that's where that number comes from because if you add up all of the ages in this chapter, that's what you, that's what you get. Um, this is what the, the Christians that are good at math think. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, there's some Christians that are bad at math. <laughs> There's also some non-Christians that are pretty bad at math. I'm I guess the, I guess there's one there's one interesting thing in in five as as I'm scanning it between the numbers. Where most of the time it'll it'll say the person's name. These are all people that have been named in chapter four. Uh, Eno, Seth, uh, a couple other ones that were not. But yeah, most of the time is between eight hundred and a thousand. The only one that I noticed that I didn't notice earlier that was different is Enoch. All. The, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him, which is completely different than the other ones they were saying that how long they, all the days that they lived were around 800 to 1,000, and then they died. Enoch was taken by God. Yeah. He's one of two people in the whole Bible that don't die. Are you going to... Yeah, I can. I can tell you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, uh, yeah, God. Just, God comes down and saves him from like mortality. And that's not. That's not a first. That's not a first son. Or no, that's that's not a second son. That is a first son of yeah. Cain. You know the big. No, this is Seth. Oh, I Enoch thought Enoch. Is... Enoch is is Cain's son. No. Uh, yes. Enoch lives ninety years. Uh, father of Cain. So. Seth, uh, oh man, I don't want to have to read this entire thing. Um, so Seth it's, is son of Adam. Enosh is son of Seth. Enosh. No, 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 I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Enos. I know. E- e- you're talking about Enoch. Oh, um, Jer- Jared's son, yeah. Enoch. Okay. Yeah, Enoch is, they're different Enochs. As far as, okay. it, this family tree seems to imply that. Well, yeah, if it says that Jared was the father of Enoch yeah. here. It's a different Enoch. Okay. okay. But yeah, uh, Enoch doesn't die. Uh, God scoops him up because uh, God really likes him. Um, he just goes straight to heaven. Can, can, you, can you tell us if we hear more about Enoch in this book? We don't. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's what it was. He just... This is it. He just got scooped up and... He just gets scooped up by God. God likes him so much that he does... God decides... Fuck it, I'm not gonna let you die. Okay, because of that, should we read the entire Enoch section? Yeah, I, and Jared <laughs> lived 162 <laughs> years, and he begat Enoch. And Jared lived two. What? 962. And Jared lived 162 years, and he begat Enoch. That's not what my. And Bible Jared says. lived. Oh, verse 18. 18. 18. Oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Names are confusing in here, man. I have an Enosh and two Enochs. Yeah. 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 J- J- sorry, so sorry. he lived 162 years and he begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years. Mm-hmm. And he begat sons and daughters. So if we add 162 and 80, 800 years, that's 962 <laughs> years. <laughs> and they died. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years. And begat Methuselah. Wait, Methuselah. Methuselah. Because there's, we already have a. Oh, no, we have no. a Methuselah. M- Methusael. Okay. Yep that. Okay. Yep that. Okay. 
Okay, so this is Methuselah, mm-hmm. 300 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Fun fact, Google just told me real quick, Methuselah is the longest living character in the Bible. Oh, cool. Yeah. That is a good fact. He lives the longest. And Can that you was, imagine? That was, that was Enoch's son who was taken by God. Yeah. Imagine, Im- imagine hitting, like, you're older than anyone who's ever lived, and your dad is a guy that God scooped up and saved from death, and all you can do is, like, sit in your rocking chair and be like, damn, I really hope God scoops me. Like, am I just waiting to die at this point, or am I waiting for God to scoop me? You're, you're at, like, 1,250 years. Yeah, then you it's finally... It's any day now. Yeah, it's any day now. He did it with my dad, so I figured it's, like, family tradition now. It's like the mark of Cain, but in a positive way. Yeah. And I've actually Except I've it ever happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real quick, um, this is at the, re- the, the very end of chapter 5, um, and... So this is 5 verse 30. And so then Lamech lived 595 years after he became the father of Noah, and he had other sons and daughters. So Noah is a descendant of Lamech, who, if you remember, he's talking to his wives, and he's like, listen to my voice. I've killed a man for wounding me and a boy for striking me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, than Lamech 77-fold. So Noah Wait. is actually a descendant of Cain. No, he's he's not, though. Verse 25, when Methuselah had lived to 187 years, he became the father of Lamech. And after he became the father of Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had no, uh, had other sons and daughters. All together, Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. There's two different Meleks, uh, two different Methuselahs, and two different Enochs. Okay, yes. No, 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 no. There, there, are not two, there are not two different Methuselahs. They're spelled differently? There's, there's Methuselah and Methuselah. Yeah, Methuselah was earlier. There are two uh, Lamechs and two Enochs. Yeah. Yes. There's an evil Lamech. And an okay Lamech, we don't know much about him. He has Noah. Yeah, I guess we will find find out more about Noah. Why next would week. they do that? Why would you have two bloodlines right next to each other in the book with identical names? Why hey, is man. why is your first why is your first name James? But these are okay. But they're they're exactly parallel though. And for listeners, my first name is James because it's a family tradition. Just so. Alex's points make sense. Okay. <laughs> Alex is like, why is your first name James Luke? And Jermaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess my, that might have been a little bit. Unfair. My middle name is Luke. My first name is James. It's family tradition that the firstborn son is named James. But that doesn't explain why Seth's bloodline felt the need. Seth's bloodline came after too. A- after after Cain's felt the need to mimic all of the names in Cain's bloodline. Oh, this is Seth's bloodline. Yeah. For chapter okay. five is all of Seth's bloodline, identical names. Okay, well, yeah, we maybe should have mentioned that at the start, but yeah. So the the, the bloodline that is going through in five, for all, all these numberings, I think, it is Seth's. So that is the, I guess the, maybe the, the good bloodline. Oh, this is a fun one too. Chapter three verse or chapter five verse three. When Adam had lived to one hundred and thirty years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he was named Seth. That's wait, wait, wait. That's the no, same language no, no, no. they use. They're, in... they're retelling it. It's they're they're the same stuff. Yeah, no, it's just it's the same language used at, when God creates man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's the it's the exact same language because 
Um, where is that? Oh, and actually, it would be a... Yeah, verse, uh, verse two, the start of verse five question. actually might be worth, I guess, talking a little bit about it. Because it's, this is uh, also where it says the line, In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. And blessed Damn. them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. So that's the union of man and woman in a single entity. That's, that's I guess, that's what we the read most, in chapter one. But that's the most direct way that we've had it said. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting that they, they parallel Adam having a son with the same way God created Adam. That's, uh... This also kind of reads to me, just, just especially to start like five is like a, an alternate chapter to four but like the good guys well yeah. and what <laughs> but almost like they could be could have been written by different people for different different purposes i don't know what's to be said about according to his image i mean what does it mean to be to be like Adam's someone in accordance to their image i mean does that mean that you look like them, does that mean that you have the same personality as them? Does it yeah. mean that you have... Yeah, well, there's some consistency. And too, so. Right, and so if um, Seth is created in his image and Adam is in God's image, then I guess is that the whole all of Cain's descendants are cursed sort of thing where all of Seth's Oh, you know, I mean, I, they're godlike. They're godly, but are they? I mean, I, I don't know. Well, what does it mean had, to be in someone's image like that? We had discussed that when we were in chapter one with the in in the image of God, kind of to imply possibly that we are godlike and that we create and destroy. Like man is like God, but a little smaller, and so it might. And this kind of flips the meaning because the implication is that. As as a living human, it implies that he just looks like Adam, because if I were to say I am made in the image of my father, it wouldn't be that I have the same interests as him or do the same things my dad does. It's because I look like him, and so it kind of sets up God as the daddy of this family tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. It doesn't. It, but in the in the, in the chapter we just read before, it doesn't. Talk about Cain or Abel being in their likeness, um, which I just think is kind of. I want to, man. <laughs> I would really like that. <laughs> you know, it, I, that 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 reads to me a little bit like it's the Cain and Abel story is more of a lesson than like a singular lesson story, rather than the rest of what we've been reading as much. Like I, you could you could remove that story from this, and I think it would make make possibly more sense because the names are repeated <laughs> the name thing is really wild i'm gonna look i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out why, what that's about for the next episode because that's because well, strange you, like, like do, you, do you guys think agree that it might make sense if you remove the Cain and Abel story yeah absolutely it would, it would make a lot more Cain sense well they're different stories right i mean that's why they're divided up in different chapters well, yeah but this book is in order for a reason sure yeah, but at a certain point, you do have to... Like, what are you going to do? Put the story of Cain and Abel in a different book? 
No, I just think the that bad guy book. I just feel like you you really could get rid of it in scanning scanning five and having read it a few hours ago. Yeah, like it it feels like it it still makes just as much sense. You just remove their first children and Seth is there. Because it it even it, it even has the like summary at the start of five, where it's like retelling yeah. you what happened in the first three chapters, when it doesn't say anything about what just happened. Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden. This is the written account of Adam's line. Jumps right into it, and then you get to Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, if we're looking at it like it's a lesson, though, the first one was a lesson, and this one is a lesson, so kind of like fool me once, shame on you. If I say no, twice, it, with foresight. Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to. Going to, but chapter six, the actions God makes don't make sense if you don't understand that the world is inhabited by Cain's sons. It's a plumber. Join us next week. Yeah. For the event involving water, allegedly. It's an episode about rainbows. Most sensibly so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have to be that vague. <laughs> no, I think it's more fun yeah. to be that vague. God, God fixes the world's plumbing? Question mark. <laughs> fixes? <laughs> repairs. Repairs. DIY God, repairs. God disinfects planet Earth. Is there anything else we want to... I, I feel like we've covered Chapter 5 very poorly, and that's fine. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we definitely skimmed that. Chapter 4, there's a lot of cool content. Uh, that's the end of the agricultural the, rev- revolution analogy, so yeah, we won't connection. be hearing about that shit again. Um, <laughs> Glad we really hammered it home on this one. The only, the only other thing that I could think of from Chapter 5 is that Enoch sounds a little bit like Enkidu. A star, uh, one of the characters in the Gilgamesh yeah. story. But I have not taken the time to look into any connections, and I don't see any obvious ones. We might come back someday and talk about the comparisons between chapter 1 through 4 of Genesis and Gilgamesh, because they are remarkable. Yeah, and they're, they're the, the same story. From the same region. Weird. Weird. Weird how humans swap stories like that. Uh, Weird how humans develop the same story separately is what you mean. That's what I could mean. Yeah, I think the fr- I think yours is more likely. I was just trying to, you know. <laughs> I think yours is much more likely. <laughs> All right. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about the flood. See you guys.